Hello and welcome to The Pulse. Later in the show, a new market for hawkers is set up in Tin Soi Wai, but where are the customers? And we look at battles over land the government wants to rezone for residential use. Later on, we'll be talking to Professor Benny Tai, who initiated the idea of occupying central to force democratic reform. First, though, let's consider what appears to be growing indications that the government in Beijing is far from ready to concede an open and democratic election for the chief executive, let alone allowing universal suffrage to be deployed for choosing all of Hong Kong's lawmakers. Designed as a last and hopefully unnecessary resort, Professor Benny Tai's Occupy Central campaign is one strategy to press Beijing to honor its promise to give full universal suffrage to Hong Kong's people. We won't use or resort to violence, but we would disobey the law. We would be prepared to go to jail to show our disobedience to the central government. If all else fails, the pan-democrats plan to mobilize thousands of people to take over the central business district in July 2014. The proposal may be one factor in the warning by the current chairman of the CPPCC National Committee, Yu Jung-sung, against turning Hong Kong into a base for subversion. The Basic Laws Article 45 states that the ultimate aim is the selection of the chief executive by universal suffrage upon nomination by a broadly representative nominating committee and in accordance with democratic procedures. However, Democrats point out that universal suffrage not only means the right to elect, but also the right to stand for election. Heavyweight local political figures now in Beijing have suggested that a screening system be set up to bar candidates the Communist Party doesn't like. This week, more than 20 pan-democratic legislators formed an alliance for true democracy to push for a genuine chief executive race. They suggest that anyone who can collect nomination support from 100,000 Hong Kong people should qualify to take part in the election. And they're prepared to act 
to back up their demands. Uh, basically, we would like uh, public opinion to be well demonstrated as evidence in support of democracy. And then the sec in the second stage, of course, we would like to clearly formulate our proposals and to mobilize people's support for these proposals. There has been suggestion that at a certain stage in the run-up to this uh, action to occupy the central, um, I should resign from my super functional constituency seat uh, so as to trigger off another territory-wide election uh, in the form of a de facto referendum. Well, with us in the studio is University of Hong Kong law professor Benny Tai. Benny Tai, you're the person at the, I suppose, at the center of this controversy <laughs> over the Occupy Central movement. Mm. I, I, I've just been reading a column in which mm. you're being criticized for provoking another, or potentially provoking another, Tiananmen Square in Hong Kong. H how do you respond to that? Well, actually, I personally um, do not want to see that uh, things to happen. Actually, what the Occupy Central uh, movement that I suggest is, uh, I would say, a very humble uh, request to the Beijing authority to honor the promise they have made uh, under the basic law, as well as the 2007 uh, Standing Committee decision that in 2017, that our chief executive will be elected by universal suffrage. So uh, the whole thing is just that we want the Beijing government to honor the promise. And can you explain, because I think there's quite a lot of confusion, mm. why is this protest so fundamentally different from really a large number of protests we've seen on exactly the same subject? Well, I think the major difference you can see is that um, um, the movement is a civil disobedient act. People will be uh, involved in illegal acts, but nonviolent. I think I emphasize that. And also, I suggest that all the people who participate in the movement or in the action, they will have to give themselves up after the uh, action because this, surely, they, they have committed uh, illegal acts. But in other words, they must be prepared to, to go there and yes. be prepared to be arrested, yes. charged in court. I think the, the major thing that I want to advocate uh, in this movement is I, I want to ask Hong Kong people, do you want democracy? If yes, democracy is not uh, cheap. You have to pay a price. And are you re uh, prepared to pay the price for getting democracy? So that is why I will ask the people who want to join the action that they have to prepare for the result that they may be imprisoned for this action. Hoping that through, through this action, we can send the message to all other Hong Kong people that if you want to have democracy, you have to think about the questions I've asked, that are you really, are you really uh, ready to pay for the price for that? Well, that, that's very clear. What isn't clear, mm. I think, is um, how you really expect the authorities in Beijing to decide, because I think everybody knows this decision really isn't going to be taken in Hong Kong. So you're saying to the Chinese Communist Party, we're out on the streets of Hong Kong, you must change your mind. How do you think that is really no, going to work? No, I think the, um, we are prepared to do that. <laughs> it's not to say that, oh, we just pretend that we are going to do it. We, are, we decide that we are going to do it. Um, but I, I, I think we have to think about the, uh, the, uh, our central government. 
It's very different, especially under the new leadership. I would say that it's very different from the time in 1989, the Tiananmen time. And um, Hong Kong, and as well as China, is in a very different era now. That if Hong Kong is to continue to develop, and all the, all the problems we are now encountering in our governance is not merely a problem with an individual person as the chief executive, it's a systemic issue. And we must, we must overcome all these problems by changing the system. So now we have, uh, I hope that we have a sufficient number of people to come out and tell the Beijing government crystal clear that that is the thing we want. And if we want to uh, help Hong Kong change our system so that we can be a governable place, I would say it's now rather ungovernable, and then we must have a change in our system. And this group of people is to tell the Beijing government that we are willing to pay the price for, for getting that. Listen to us and also all the other Hong Kong people. They may also, um, in a way, uh, join the, the, the movement. Well, Benny Tai, thank you very much indeed. And we'll be back after the break. Welcome back. In his first policy address, Chief Executive Len Chongying announced that several areas of land would be rezoned for residential development in order to provide new homes. But already, some of those land rezoning plans are running into trouble. The battle for the site at Renfrew Road, formerly the location of the Lee Wiley Technical Institute, is becoming a major controversy in the government's initial land sale program. The Development Bureau has said it plans to convert this primary educational land, zoned for government institution or community use, or GIC, into residential use. Hong Kong's Baptist University says it submitted a draft proposal to the Education Bureau via email last October, expressing its desire to build a Chinese medicine teaching hospital at the site. The government argues that the university was consulted beforehand. Go Wingman, the Secretary for Food and Health, says the institution did not follow proper procedures and shouldn't point the finger at the government. Last Thursday, around 100 students and staff from Baptist University protested outside a housing and infrastructure committee meeting that was discussing the rezoning plan. What people in Hong Kong need is not uh, those uh, low-rising uh, deluxe, uh, deluxe uh, buildings. What they want is to be having an apartment for common people. And the uh, Wiley site definitely could not fulfill this, uh, this need. We first Inside the meeting room, not everyone did agree the government should grant the site to Baptist University. 
but overall opinions were quite consistent. Members felt that there was certainly no need to have more luxury flats in the area. On the 28th of February, the Development Bureau announced that it's decided to abolish the long-standing application mechanism so that it can expedite the initial land sale program. It says 48 sites in the program are capable of producing about 13,600 flats, but it didn't say how many will be affordable housing or public housing units. Almost half the sites, 22, were zoned for GIC use. The Bureau wants to make them all residential, if the Town Planning Board greenlights all its proposals. Fengxing Street in Yaochiwan is one of the sites selected for rezoning from GIC into residential use. Many in the neighbourhood are doubtful that flats built here will be to solve grassroots housing needs. Let's look at the big picture. The government says it wants more housing to be built. That's fine. I think uh, this is supported by most uh, Hong Kong people. But it also admits that uh, it has vacant residential land of 391 hectares. And that is vacant government land already zoned as residential. So there is no shortage at all of residential land. The statistics shows that uh, nearly half of the buyers for new residential units come from across the border. So if we continue to build new flats, but nearly half of them are actually absorbed by mainlanders, uh, the housing needs for local people will never be satisfied. Once, hawkers and Daipaidong owners plied their trade on many Hong Kong streets and in traditional markets. But now new controls are being applied to curb these trades. Some of Hong Kong's oldest and biggest markets were moved into newer, more hygienic facilities. But many of the new locations are less than successful. And traders in the new market development in Tin Soi Wai are finding it just isn't working out for them. To increase her profits, Miss Chan is out on the street selling even before she heads to the Tin Sao Bazaar, where she rents a stall. But there's always a risk of getting caught. This is not a 
果有人留我哋都唔想咁走法，太辛苦啦，同埋太早起床啦。你朝朝你都要去去早場嘅陣時咁，你五點鐘去行噶啦，唔賣唔到你都要諗辦法噶啦。爛嘅嗱，即係攞啲貨爛嘅話，唔走得到啊！依家咁嘅天氣你都知啦。The Tinsel Bazaar was initiated by the government with the aim of running a market at a low rent for NGOs and residents of Tinsoiwai. The applicants' backgrounds were assessed before they were awarded a stall. Another aim of the project was to stop people hawking in the mornings beside a nearby nulla, an activity that some say created noise and hygiene problems. Once the infrastructure was built, the project was given to the Tungwa group of hospitals to manage. After operating in the bazaar for a month, stall owners are unhappy with many of the arrangements. One reason there are so few customers that it's not even easy for residents to find the place. The government thought customers would flock here, but the location isn't central. There's no indication of how to get here at the Tinsoiwai West Rail Station. There are two light rail stations nearby, but once again, no signage. There isn't much clear promotional activity either. The Tungwa group says it's put banners up in town, but there are only five, and they're hard to see. The first feeling is very surprised. It's not color, not color. I feel very special to go and see. The government had hoped to emulate successful examples of open-air markets that had sprung up from the grassroots. But as many of those markets have been moved to more neatly defined areas, even their popularity has shrunk. The Tonghua group turned down an interview with The Pulse. They say they're doing some work on new updates. However, they also said that while they're planning new promotions, the responsibility ultimately lies with the stallholders. Athena and her group have long been working with the hawkers in Tinsoiwai. They've previously tried to help them fight for the right to sell near the Nulla. Now they're also trying to help out with the new market. We see that many government projects are focused on the tourism sector, or that they are called 
華麗一啲嘅，即係就比較誒唔係好基層、好平民嗰一種嘅風格嘅。即係你見到其實依家天秀區嘅格局咧，都係有少少似過往嗰種虛視模式，就係、是、喺某一笪地裏面啦，有啲圍欄圍住啦，然之後誒有啲屋仔啊、靚靚地啊、整整齊齊啊咁樣樣。哇！多兩檔做生意，哇死啦！諗啲辦法，咁啊諗個早市特價區，咁希望啲檔主個個可以賣平嘢，揾啲平嘢特價，令到啲人覺得嚟到呢呢個區，哇真係有平個底，咁你做一段時間咧，一定有生意。做生意唔係一個辦法嘅，條條大路通羅馬，呢、這個辦法唔通，我再諗其他辦法，最緊係積極去做，咁啊一定一定可以做得成功嘅。We'll see you at the same time next week. Until then, goodbye.